Hi, welcome to the Vine Church Podcast. Today we're lucky enough to have Pastor Aaron Dowd share with us. Enjoy. Good morning and happy Mother's Day to all our mothers out there. What a special week for women. Uh, we had International Women's Day as well. And it's just really uh, good to stop and just uh, really appreciate uh, and value the contribution of, of, of ladies. And uh, it's great to have my mother here somewhere as well. She's, uh, she's here. And it's just, it's a very special moment, isn't it? It's special to stop to really value and appreciate the role of a mother. And there was wonderful tribute by Alan there, and just wonderful to hear all those beautiful attributes um, of, of God uh, and connected and seeing that and the image of God in the, the, the ladies and the beautiful contribution um, that, that makes to us as a society and as families. Uh, just wonderful. So, ladies, um, much respect to you. Uh, and, and, and your role, and uh, much appreciation and honor to all the... And you know, the, the, the role of, of mother is probably one of the highest callings in God, um, uh, isn't it? It's, you know, if you've got children, you have got the highest purpose and calling right there. Don't worry about, you know, what's my calling in God um, at that particular moment. What you're doing for that child is just phenomenal. And um, it's, it's part of God's, you know, children are a gift, aren't they? So, we're, we're starting a new series today, and it's called Transforming Cities. And, um, yeah, if you don't have a handout, could you just pop your hand up and maybe someone, if you, if you don't have a handout, just pop your hand up and someone from the host team or someone, there's a few people, there we go, wonderful. So, let me look at my watch. That's good. Transforming cities. Now, Larry Osborne, he said in a book called Thriving in Babylon, without contact, there can be no impact. Without contact, there can be no impact. And God has called his church not just to be a Christian social club that enjoys singing and learning, but he's called his church to be his agent of change and renewal, which transforms people and cities. And God's commission for his church is to repair ruined cities, to raise a new city out of the wreckage. And what we're going to learn over these four weeks is that cities are transformed by blessing. When the people of God run into the darkness. You know, we've not to be afraid of the darkness because greater is he who is in us and the light is that is in us. And we need to, as a church, run into the darkness to let our light shine and to let the yeast of the kingdom cause the city batch of dough to rise from the ground. Here's Tim Keller's vision for New York. He says, We want to see New York City and the people in it flourish. If more New Yorkers embody the gospel and how they live and work, it advances the common good, it will catalyze growth in philanthropy, mercy, justice, racial reconciliation, more humane workplaces, arts that promote hope, and less crime and institutional corruption. That's on Tim Keller's website. Isaiah 61 verse 4. These verses are all on your handout. Uh, This is the ESV version. It says, they shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. I like how the message says it. They'll rebuild the old ruins, raise a new city out of the wreckage. They'll start over on the ruined cities and take the rubble left behind and make it new. In Jeremiah 29 verse 7, ESV, it says, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you. Where has he sent us? If you're in Dunfermline, seek the welfare of Dunfermline where I have sent you um, into exile. 
We're not in exile. This was in the context of the Israelites in Babylon. Um, And he says, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Or the New Living Translation on your sheets. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. For in its welfare, its welfare will determine your welfare. And I like the NIRV version as well. It says, work for the success of the city I have sent you to. Pray to the Lord for that city. If it succeeds, you too will enjoy success. Now, from the very beginning, God's way for reaching and restoring the world and God's way of transforming cities has always been through blessing. Everyone say blessing. God's way is blessing. Genesis 22, verse 18. If I could go to slide two, please, Clara. There we go. Um, all nations on earth will be blessed. Genesis twenty-two eighteen. All nations on earth will be blessed because of your children. All these things will happen because you have obeyed me. And then in Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3 on your sheets. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. Say bless you. And make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Say blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be what? Blessed. Now why did God bless Abraham? And why does God bless you? And it's nothing to do with sneezing. But for what purpose? Verse 2, we're told, so that you will be a blessing. We are told in verse 3 that all the families of the earth were to be blessed through Abraham. Now this includes Abraham and his descendants. And all who believe in Jesus Christ. So who are the, who are the descendants of Abraham? Well, all who believe in Jesus Christ... All true followers of Jesus are the spiritual descendants of Abraham. You can see that in two verses, Galatians 3, 7, and 29 on your sheets. Galatians 3, verse 7. The real children of Abraham are those who put their faith in God. Very simple and straightforward. The descendants of Abraham are those who put their faith in God. In 29. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to to you. Now, if we compare that with Genesis 22:18, it says through your descendants talking about Abraham, through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So that's through you guys because you're the descendants of Abraham. Through you all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you Abraham have obeyed me. We can see that it's God's plan from the very start to bless the families of the earth. Not to curse, not to punish, not to get even, but his ultimate desire of the good, loving, benevolent father is to bless the families of the earth. And what is God's method to bless? Through Abraham's descendants. And we've just read in Galatians that the descendants are those that belong to Christ And those who have put their faith in God, that's the church of Jesus Christ. That's you and I. His means to bless is the church. His hope of the world is the church. The hope of transformation is the church. The hope of cities rising from the ground is God's people. That's how he's planned it from the start. So we've got God's plan for his creation. His plan is to restore creation, to renew creation, to bless creation, leading to transformed people. And once we have transformed people, 
they will start to transform the cities from the inside out through their influence and dominance and through the reigning in their spheres of influence. It's through the blessing mandate of the local church. And this means that you are part of his purpose to renew creation. What an exciting calling the church has. Our calling is to transform people and cities through blessing. That's why it's good news, folks. <laughs> it's good news that he came to proclaim and that we continue to proclaim. And the revelation was made, this revolution was made possible by the death and resurrection of Jesus, which made it possible for you to be blessed in order to be a blessing. See if I can get this working. Uh, next slide, please. Thank you. So, he made it possible for you to be filled with blessing, to flow with blessing, and find those needing blessing. He made it possible for you to, to fill, to flow, and to find. To be filled through the death and resurrection, he made it possible for you to be filled with blessing so that you can flow with blessing and find those needing blessing. Because of the cross and the resurrection, God was able to come and live inside mankind by the pouring out of his Holy Spirit to dwell inside those who believe. Now, Nick Wojcic says that this understanding of purpose or vocation, you could call it. This understanding of purpose or vocation had a huge impact on him because Nick was born with no arms or legs. And he asked himself many times growing up, how can a man with no arms or legs have a purpose from God? And, and Nick said that these words from St. Teresa of Avila had a huge impact on him over the years. Someone's on the ball back there. Thank you. Christ has no body but yours. This is Teresa of Avila, 1515 to 1582 she lived. Christ has no body but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks. Compassion on the world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses. Say blesses. All the world. Nick said, it took me years of depression and even suicide attempts before I understood that I was not God's mistake, but that God had a purpose for his perfectly imperfect child. You are part of God's plan too, and to cause each of us to be his hands and feet on the earth. And what's his book called? A man with no arms and legs. What's his, what's his book called? Be the hands and feet. He's got a good sense of humor, has Nick. So God's original plan from the beginning has been to bless the families of the earth um, through those who have put their faith in God. That's his church. And those who put their faith in God become the body. They become the hands, the feet, the eyes of Jesus to look on the world with compassion, to walk, to do good, and to use your hands to bless all the families of the earth. We were desperate to get out in the car after all the snow. We had been stuck indoors. And so as soon as the first opportunity came to drive out of Salon, we got piled in the car, all seven of us, and we went off to B&M, and we're buying sweeties and buying paint, and, you know, we're looking for stuff to do. Just, oh, so good to be out. Wow, look at this. No bread, but it doesn't matter. No milk. There's more, you know, did anyone read the um, Scottish National Anthem about no breed and milk? Oh, it was fantastic. I should have read that out. But, um, 
So we were driving along Holbeth Road and uh, we noticed a lady with bags of shopping walking on the pavement. She had a skirt, tights and little sandals with very swollen feet and she was walking along the snow and immediately we sensed stop and offer a lift and at first she declined. She had just lived around the corner, she said. So we continued turned the car and went back but this time on the way back she was struggling to get off the pavement which was still covered in frozen snow and trying to get on the road and she was struggling and her bags of shopping were down on the on the road cars were coming past and it was really dangerous and Lynn said Lindsay make sure she gets in the car this time so she gets in the car while we squeeze seven other people <laughs> and it was quite crazy um, sometimes in a car in a nice way and, uh, okay, so where do you live? Well, just take me to the King Malcolm Hotel. It's not quite around the corner. And um, anyway, how come you're there? Well, my heating's not been working for three nights, so I've, I've moved in there, and we got talking to this lady. And um, as we were dropping her off at the King Malcolm, we just had this sense, you know what? We may never see this woman again. We don't know really the story behind the story. We don't really know what's going on. We just said, listen, can we just say a prayer for you? Um, God would like to bless you. What, what would you like him to bless you with? Or what would you like? What do you need? And she said, oh, I can't think of anything. I said, well, it would be okay to pray for you. Yes. So we said a prayer and just blessed her in Jesus' name. And we felt the presence of God immediately in the car. And I sensed that she felt it also. And he says, you know what, we're from the Vine Church. Why don't you pop up to our Easter breakfast? It's coming up soon. I'm sure you'll really enjoy it. It's going to be great fun. Not too far. It's like, oh, where's that? Oh, I, I knew someone that used to go there. She says, I think my mother would enjoy that. I says, well, why don't you come with your mother? Bring your mother. And you know what, people? We're being stirred. We're being stirred by the Spirit of God that we're called to be a blessing. We've got good news. <laughs> we are the hands and the feet. And we just prayed for that woman, and we don't know. We don't know what, you know, what seed that continues, what journey that continues. I'm praying she comes to the Easter um, and, and believe in And when we do see her, we're going to be delighted. You know what? We're, we're called to be a blessing. This is why Jesus died on the cross. He paid the price for our sin so that those who put their faith in him and become his follower can join his family. Because... For those who put their faith in Jesus Christ, they are adopted into God's family. And you know, that's the source of all blessing is relationship, is home. When you go home, you're blessed, aren't you? There's nothing quite like going home, is there? Being in the house, that's where the blessing is, folks. Sooner or later, the young ones actually discover that and they come back home. <laughs> they can't wait to get out of their home and they're like, flipping hang, get me back home. That's where all the blessing is, you know. And that's the story of the prodigal son. Oh, I can't wait to get out of the home. Get me back, you know, get me back to the home. And that's the father's desire is relationship. The source of all blessing is in the house, in God's house. That's his church and that's his family. That's why he sent his son so that um, his children could get back home. And as part of the family, we now join the family business. So we're in the family, and we're, we join the family business. And what is the family business? Well, it is to bless the families of the earth. We're in the blessing business. It's to good news the lost, the broken, the hurting, the afflicted, the women carrying bags of shopping along a dangerous, snowy pavement. We're called to bless to have the eyes that see, to stop at inconvenient moments, to take awkward and to not like the Levite and the priest, so busy and preoccupied that we don't even notice. It's first to have the eyes of Jesus, then to do as the good Samaritan do, did, which was to stop, to show up, to go close, to listen, to ask. We've got to become way better asking questions. We've got to be way better at stopping talking. We've got to become way better at listening. And that's a blessing strategy, is to listen, and we're going to get into that. But God is on mission to bless the world and to rescue and redeem it. And he's doing it through his followers, his church, which are his hands, his feet, and his eyes on the earth. Because that's how the kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven, as Jesus taught us to pray. It comes, his kingdom comes, when we're directed by his Holy Spirit to bless, to show up, and to love. 
So when God said to Abraham that he would bless him so he could be a blessing, what does that mean? What does it mean to bless all the families of the earth? Well, you know what? Abraham, when you read his life, he was blessed spiritually, he was blessed financially, and he was blessed relationally. On your sheets, there's a little description of the word blessing by William E. Brown. And it says, first, a blessing was a public declaration of our favored status with God. That's what I'm talking about. Adoption, you're in the house, you're in the family. You're a son, you're a daughter. That's a favored status. You're not a slave. You're a child. And that's what God wants you to to be in that favored status. Second, the blessing endowed power for prosperity and success. Now, I'm not getting into some prosperity gospel here. Don't worry. But, you know, it said God was with Joseph and he prospered in all he did. We talk about blessed is the man in Psalm chapter 1 who meditates on his word day and night. There's a blessing from being in God's family and living according to his way. Now, three themes are present from the Old Testament blessings. This is on your sheet. First, the greater blesses the lesser. God blesses us. Second, the blessing is a sign of special favor that is intended to result in prosperity and success. You know, God wants us to be the head, not the tail. He wants us to have overwhelming victory. He wants us to be more than conquerors. He doesn't want failure in our marriages. He doesn't want failure in our relationships. He doesn't want failure in our our parenting relationships. He doesn't want failure as, you know, God's plan for you. He doesn't have a wonderful plan of failure for your life. He doesn't. (laughs) That's not his plan, folks. His plan is not for failure. It's for success. To be a successful single person. To be a successful married person. To be the light of the world. To shine. And it says, thirdly, the blessing is actually an invocation or petition for God's blessing. May God bless you and make you fruitful. So how did God bless Abraham? And how does he want to bless the families of the earth? Well, number one, adoption. Um, That's a blank on your sheet. Number one, adoption into his family. What does a blessing of God look like? Well, as we've said already, the blessing is adoption. It's that status with God as a son or daughter. Because as an adopted child, it comes with much privileges and blessing. um, Such as you now relate to God as father. You receive good gifts from father. um, Such as the Holy Spirit such as forgiveness, such as eternal life, which is a quality of life beginning now that never ends, such as riches in heaven, such as a new family, such as protection and provision, and such as power to live in victory. So one of the blessings is adoption, and the second one is abundant grace. Second blank, can you see another blank? Abundant grace. Because we're in the family... We can now have a relationship with God as Father, and we live in an abundance of grace. And it's this abundance of grace and goodness. Grace is based on the goodness of Father who wants to bless us. Yeah? And we must grasp and firmly understand that. It's a special favor that's mentioned. Now, Romans 5, 17 says, If because of one man's trespass, Death reigned through that one man. Much more will those who receive the gift, the abundance of grace, much more, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life. Say reign in life. Through the one man, Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to be the tail. He wants you to be the head. He wants you to reign. He wants overwhelming victory, to be more than a conqueror, to overcome that which is holding us back. Now, part of what the, the blessing we receive um, is reigning in life. And that want, God wants that to impact everything in our life, okay? It wants to infiltrate every aspect of relationships, whether you're single or married or dating or hoping to. You're, um, uh, as, as a parent or as an employee, as a boss. You know, Jesus came that we may have life and have it in abundance. Deuteronomy 28, 3-7, talking about the blessing that we inherit through Abraham, it, it 
the blessing incorporated towns, fields, children, crops, flocks, whatever you go, whatever you do, and wherever you go, and victory over enemies. The blessing God wants to impact and influence every area of our lives. That's why it's good news, folks. Now, so that's the two things of blessing, adoption into his family and abundance of grace. Now, just quickly moving on, because I want to show a video clip in the next few minutes, okay. So, the good news, I'm going to, I'm going to mention three things here about blessing, uh, just very quickly, and I'm not going to go into much detail, but uh, the first thing on your sheets is called incarnation. Three aspects of, of blessing, incarnation. Now, it's a bit of a strange word to us because it doesn't really mean much, but very simply, it just means being or taking flesh. Because Jesus, before he was, took on flesh, he was spirit like God. But incarnation means that he took or became flesh. And now he's in his eternal resurrected body, as, uh, his eternally resurrected body, which is his flesh as well, in his new resurrected body, is the first fruits. And he will live forever in that body. So that's what incarnation means. But very simply, it resulted in showing up. Say showing up. It's showing up. That's what Jesus did. He showed up in another person's world. He showed up in our world. And that's what our calling is to do, is to show up. That's where blessing starts. It starts when you stop the car. It starts when you cross the road. It starts when you sit down. It starts when you ask a question. That's showing up in another person's world. You've got to get into their world. Without contact, there can be no impact. There can be no blessing. Blessing is released when we show up. And you just step out there, you walk on the water, and you're like, where is this going to go? I have no idea, but it's an exciting place of giving God the ability to release incredible blessing into another person's life, okay? You see it in Matthew 25, it includes feeding the hungry, giving water to the thirsty, inviting strangers to your home, clothing the naked, caring for the sick, and visiting those in prison. You see, all these things are good news. All these things are blessing the families of the earth. It's meeting the needs of the needy. And this brings city transformation. This is how to transform a city, one person at a time, bringing them from darkness to light. And like yeast, it will start to raise the city. Like yeast, you don't see the bread rise immediately. But like yeast, it will cause the city to rise out of the ground. And we're going to see that in a, in a short story. If we could have the next video, this is Willie. And he had a stroke 14 years ago. And as a result, he cannot say a word. And he walks, his hand um, is, is kind of like that. He can't do much with his left hand, and he walks very slowly. During the snow, Lindsay was making him stovies and hot spicy mints and, and, and delivering, them, delivering them up to his house. And um, he, he can't say a word. But one of the most beautiful pictures as I was sent up to deliver his meal on the second night, which was a spicy Pakistani keema, I think he's more of a pie man. <laughs> I think he's a bit of a plain fair, but fairness to him, he had a mouthful, and I, was, uh, could, I made him taste it. I was like, what do you think of that, Willie? And he just went, <laughs> So that looked good to me, like, <laughs> probably feed it to the dog or something. He's not got a dog, but. But the most beautiful picture as I went up the second night was he was sitting, he's got a window that overlooks the street. And when I went in, sitting at the table, this mug of tea, eaten hot bowl of stovies that was delivered the night before because we'd asked to see in his fridge and he had one slice of ham and enough frozen milk in his freezer to um, feed the whole of Salon. <laughs> he was prepared that way. He had milk galore. He had about one slice of ham and that was the most beautiful picture to me to see him enjoying those stovies. I'm like, Willie, is it okay if I pray a blessing for you? And you know, one of the benefits of this is, I don't know what he actually said, so he gets a prayer blessing every time, regardless. So he's just like, ah, <laughs> no bother, Willie, here we go, right, come on. And then um, we want to bring him to Easter service, 
And so I'm praying that he's one of the guys that can come and be at our table for Easter breakfast. It includes demonstration, demonstrating good news through God's power, healing the sick, casting out demons, praying for miracles in people's lives. It includes demonstration. It includes proclamation, which is good news means telling your story. And these are different things we're going to share over the four weeks. Um, begin with prayer, listen, eat, serve, and share your story. We're going to share these over the next four or five weeks, okay? So blessing is a biblical, God-given strategy to transform people, relationships, families, business, art, sport, cities, and nations. And as I said, there's a simple five-step process that we're going to be doing over the next four weeks that God wants to release us into. Yesterday morning I woke up, went to lift the tap to turn on my water and it came right off and the water wouldn't stop flowing. It was, and I was trying to rush out the door and I was just like, oh my goodness, the water just keeps flowing, keeps flowing. Can't get it off, can't get it off. Turns the screws at the back and I managed to get it off until it was a fine stream. But as I was driving through, God was saying, I'm going to unloose and take off everything that's holding back the flow of the river from our lives. He wants to take off because a tap, all it's doing is stopping the flow. And what, what, when you take the tap off, it's just, it's just allowing the natural flow. And see, God is wanting to flow, but sometimes there's taps. We are stopping it. And then we loose, loose it at times. We loose it at times when we want. But God wants to break the taps off our life and allow the river of blessing to flow through us individuals as a church and people that's coming it's already started a sense in the spirit what God is doing he's on the move he's on the move in this city and it's time and it's an opportune time for us to get with it and to flow and to get in the river to find to be filled to flow and to find so we talk about the last this last video I'm going to get on and I don't know how long we're going to show it for. La last, sorry, last slide. Sorry, I'm, I'm confusing you girls. Last slide. I'm going to get this video on in two seconds. Um, so we begin with prayer. And we're going to see that in this video. Jeremiah 29, 7. Seek the welfare of the city Don't where I have sent you into exile. And pray Document to the Lord on its behalf. So we have to seek the welfare of Dunfermline. God convicted me of this. You know what? The number one people who should love the city of Dunfermline is the church. The people who should know most about Dunfermline is the church. The people who should know the most about the problems in Dunfermline should be the church. We've got some great examples among us, such as Dave and Helen, that are involved. and uh, They know more about asylum seekers in Dunfermline. They're, they're doing this stuff. They're involved in different societies. They're being the salt. They're being the light. They're taking the blessing of the kingdom. It's not easy, but that's what we're called to do. We're called to do it. We're called to get involved. We're called to bless the city. And it begins with prayer. But we have to seek the welfare and work for the welfare, work for the priests and prosperity. So we have to pray, but we have to work and we have to seek. We have to get involved. And we have many great examples in here. But as God's calling us to do it more. So, bless. Begin with prayer. Listen. L. E. Eat, S, serve, S, story. And we're going to do that over the next four weeks. I'm going to close on this video because this might all sound pie in the sky. It might sound all very theoretical. You're like, yeah, okay, that's good. That's all in the Bible. But, you know, this is the real world. This stuff doesn't really work, does it? I mean, you know, it's, it sounds good maybe back in Abraham's day. But, you know, look at the problems. Well, let's see if it can work in the murder capital city of the world because if it can work there, perhaps it give us some hope for Dunfermline. I'm going to show this video and we're going to get the band up and we're closed. Okay, let's just watch. I don't know how long we'll watch. It depends how, how long we've got. I'll just we'll play it and see how, how long we can get through this. Entries on transformation. And he said that transformation, it was George Otis Jr. who pioneered documentaries on transformation and he says that transformation becomes really credible when the secular media begins to report on it as you watch this new piece on transformation in Juarez 
everything we have captured is being validated by reports on CNN, the LA Times, New York Times, and so forth. My friend, welcome to Transformation in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, God's City. Murder capital of the world. That was the word on the street in 2010, when drug lords and cartels fought a bloody turf war. It was a time of great fear and darkness. Death stalked the streets, and no one ventured from their homes after dark. Not only were the streets feared, but the prison system had become a den of iniquity, where drugs and ammunition were easily available. Cartel leaders held the city in bondage to violence and corruption. Many may well have thought that the city was destined for total anarchy, but God always has a faithful remnant in place. Poncho Murguia was one of God's men for the time, and he boldly pitched a tent in the city square where he prayed and fasted for the felt needs of his city. I was just being obedient to God and, and fasted for 21 days in a public park. Nation transformation is a journey that starts with an individual, a man or a woman, a young person or even a child who has an encounter with God about his or her city. He changes, his family changes, his obedience allows God to move and soon the community begins to feel the impact of change for the better, a change that ripples out to cities and even nations. And there is no doubt that Ciudad Juarez has changed. Today, Ciudad Juarez is experiencing a renewal so dramatic and powerful that it is no longer the world's most dangerous city. Optimism has begun to return, and as always, begins with prayer. In 2011, I went to a high place in the outskirts of the city. And by God's grace, uh, I made a declaration to adopt the city. I said to the city, you're no longer an orphan. And today I'm in another high place, right in the middle of the city. This is the way God sees our cities. Places where he wants to manifest himself to the church, in the community, in the marketplace, bringing transformation. And it's working. Even the highest authorities can testify to that. Por el poder de Dios, with the power of God and the help of Christians in the city, homicides have decreased by 80%, kidnappings by 100%, and extortions are down by 90%. Now we can say our churches, our streets, and our sport areas have been rescued. Today there is no need for a lot of physical protection. We used to need 5 to 50 bodyguards for a mayor, but now, personally, I feel comfortable to go out into the public places with my family and have no fear of being attacked by any gang. As the streets of Juarez have been reclaimed, laughter can once again be heard in the parks and open spaces. Families are now able to enjoy an outdoor lifestyle that was once stolen by cartel violence. Four years ago, the city was on a lockdown because of the violence. It was very bad. But today, as you can see, we can enjoy ourselves outdoors with our families, and we give thanks to God for this change. A catalyst in the transformation process was a local church who asked God for new strategies to take the ecclesia into the heart of the city. After 35 years of being in the church, I, I, one day I said, hey God, there's nothing more than this. Just come into the pews, stand up, sit down, stand up, offering worship, hearing, hearing a, a good sermon and then go back. 
And the Lord said, no, there's more. So one day we decided to get the fuse out of the, the building, set new, new tables, and now amazing things are happening. People are sharing, people are loving each other, praying for each other, and guess what? We're growing 30%. <laughs> now instead of watching people's back head, we were seeing faces, eyes, making eye contact, seeing people worship, smiling, crying. Not only did this physical rearrangement meet the felt needs of the church, it quickly expanded their vision for the whole city. The entire church budget was subscribed in advance to free it to give 100% of its tithes and offerings to community projects. In an amazing way, God started providing for us to give 100% of the income that we receive as a church, tithes and offerings, to send it back to the community. So we started teams and we had right now about 21 projects where we, we're giving back everything that we're getting in into the community so they can be blessed. One of those projects that we are excited about is opening a bar, a restaurant, right in the middle where the youth come to drink and party to bring the kingdom of God. So the ecclesia, the church is coming this place to bring the good news of the gospel. I used to be the owner of strip clubs, bars, and places that honored Satan. These bars were rife with drugs, prostitution, and naked women. But since then, I have dedicated my life to God, and Poncho has encouraged me to keep working in this restaurant so that I can be a testimony to God right here in my city. While Joel establishes an upmarket restaurant in the heart of downtown Juarez, a few kilometers down the road, Arturo uses his auto repair business to disciple ex-convicts and drug dealers, teaching them both technical and spiritual principles. He helps them to understand that no one is beyond the grace of God, not even ex-convicts. For many years, the police department of El Paso and Juarez and even the FBI marked me as a most wanted man. This was because of drug smuggling, car theft and cartels. But now I'm changed. I'm being discipled because God brought me to a congregation that teaches about the kingdom of heaven. This business is only for the Lord. When I came here, I didn't know nothing, but uh, Turi is teaching me a lot, and he's, he's giving me a vision to open my own shop later. And I will. Once, these men were outcasts and distributors of evil, but that was in the past. This is where I used to plan how many drugs I would smuggle and which car I would use. But now, this is the place where I decide and plan how I am going to distribute my Bibles and how I am going to get them out to the people of my city. This is downtown Juarez where uh, there used to be a lot of uh, violence here, a lot of uh, murders, robberies, extortion. And uh, I believe God put us here uh, so we could be light in the middle of darkness. Oscar, once a cartel member and ex-convict, now brings the presence of God right into the heart of the city. My pastor, I'm very grateful because they helped us out with the money so we can uh, start a business. And of course, we are uh, multiplying the business. We have like two other businesses that as well, we help out the, the ex-inmates. I was in prison for four years, and when I came out of prison, I looked for a job for six months, but didn't find anything. Then Oscar helped me, and now I'm working here for a year, thanks to God that I found this job. As the Ecclesia understand that they are destined to change the world and not just stay within the four walls of the church, felt needs are met, communities are blessed, and there is an intentional effort to contribute towards the elimination of systemic poverty. Okay, that's, that's only um, about half the video, and I'm going to post it. Um, yeah, let's just put it off. Thank you.
I'm going, to, I'm going to post the rest um, because that is just scratching the surface. You won't believe actually what begins to happen. And it's like yeast, you know, it's slow and you don't see much at first. But oh, my goodness, like, like I say, you'll, you'll not believe um, the transformation in that city. And um, it reminds us what a great God we have. It reminds us that nothing is impossible for our God. And we can say, oh, well, Scotland and Dunfermline, it's a different culture and it's tough here. <laughs> You know, listen, what more excuses are we going to make? You know, it's not the murder capital, yeah? And yeah, it's, it's cultural, but Scotland has seen great things. And we dream. It's time to believe again, people. It's time to rise again. You know, God wants to heal your disappointment, heal the frustration, and give us a new set of lenses to look at our city. When was the last time we prayed for Dunfermline? I mean, really prayed. You know, when was the last time we really prayed for someone to get into heaven? I mean, like Hannah prayed in 1 Samuel when she was barren and had no children and she cried in anguish to the Lord and stepped into that place of it. When was, it, when was the last time we, we prayed like that because we're spiritually barren that no one is populating heaven because of my efforts and I don't say that as judgment or to condemnation I'm saying it as a a stirring that God is stirring something in our spirit people you know because our problems look quite big when they're the only problems but when we show up in the world of somebody else all of a sudden my problems (laughs) just seem like insignificant and as long as we're in our own world we'll be consumed with our problems people but I can assure you, yes, you've got problems, but there are nothing in comparison to the real problems of the world because you have God in your life. <laughs> yeah, you've got God in your life, so you may be crushed, but you're not overwhelmed for, for he, your Father is with you. People, let's stand to our feet. Let's just pray. In fact, I'm going to ask Alistair, just come here, and Nana, where's Nana? Nana, is Nana's here, come up. These two guys prayed yesterday. And, um, and I'm going to ask, they prayed, so proud of Synergy Youth. We asked for three volunteers to come to the front and pray in front of 150. Two of the three were from Synergy. One was Alistair and one was Olivia. As in fact, is Olivia here? If Olivia's here, you, you come up as well. Nana, pray for us, please. Pray for our city, just whatever, and Alistair as well, and Olivia. We are so proud of our youth and our young people. It's today been raised as a Christian today is just a completely different game from when I was their age you know the challenges that these people go through and they're doing it and it's not easy but we're proud of you guys we love you we're praying for you and the youth are going to lead the way the young people historically in Scotland the last 400 years when God's stirring children are at the, the children and youth are at the very heart because they've got childlike faith They've got childlike faith. And you know what? I just loved hearing their prayers yesterday because they're not tempered like adults' prayers. They're not prayed through some sort of, you know, um, uh, limited or hindered worldview. They just pray as it is. And it's just so refreshing. So guys, just, no, no, just pray. Just pray for us. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for the lives of all of us, God. We struggled a lot in life and we just want you to help us and bless us, God. Some people are still struggling today and a lot of people have helped them and to help them overcome, God. We feel the presence in the room. We feel loved and cared for by you, but some people don't really understand that in this world, God. I pray that, especially Dunfermline, that you look after us as a as a ten God and let people see who you really are let people view who you really are let the Holy Spirit come into our lives God and I pray that you bless every single person in this room today and all around and in all the towns God and let them see you God let them be with you in Jesus name we pray amen God I pray you give us the courage to go out and spread your word Lord I pray Lord victory over Dunfermline for your kingdom God I pray Lord today is the day that it begins where we see your spirit pouring out that tap coming off and pouring out over all of our hearts to go out in Jesus name I pray for those chains to break holding you back God in 
Jesus' name, I declare thousands to come to Christ. I prophesy in Jesus' name that we will see people bow down to you, God, and confess that you are Lord of Lords, King of Kings of all creation, God. I thank you, Lord, that you have, you have won the battle, God. In Jesus' name, you have won. You have won, God. I thank you, Jesus. You have won. In Jesus' name. Dear Lord, I pray, I pray for every broken person in Dunfermline. I pray that they get filled by the love of the Lord. I pray that every person in this room has something to do, something powerful, and it's in their plan that you decided for them. I pray that it's your choice to lead all the broken people to you, Lord, and that their life will not be broken no more. I pray, Lord, that you just protect every person that needs protection and I pray that you love every person that needs to feel loved. Amen. Just stretch out your hands to pray for our youth. Lord Jesus, we thank you for our youth, Lord. We love them, Lord Jesus, and we just pray your protection and your blessing upon them, Father. God, we thank you so much for standing up for you, Lord, and we declare blessing upon their life. We call on every attack of the enemy upon them to cease in Jesus' name. We call on the angels to surround them and to protect them and guard them, and we declare blessing upon them in Jesus' name. We say bless them in every area, bless them in their school, and their studies bless them Lord in the relationships bless them in the house father we thank you for them and we bless them in Jesus name amen thank you so much guys thank you thank you wonderful okay if you don't know Jesus today you can come home today let's all pray after me you just need to pray this prayer with all your heart and you can come home to father today dear Lord Jesus thank you for dying on the cross please forgive me for all of my sin and come into my life and receive me and make me new in Jesus name with every eye closed did anyone today with every eye closed just put your hand up if anyone said that prayer this morning and wants to come home and start a new fresh journey thank you sir anybody else anybody else thank you okay wonderful well people the lost are out there they're not in here <laughs> that's why we need to be on mission that's why we need to go. Fantastic. If you put your hand up, there's a silver bag for youth. Please take a silver bag and speak to the person that came with you. There's a gold bag for adults. Please take one and speak to the person who came with you. And um, if you want to, uh, any further direction, come speak to myself or Alan, one of our leaders. Let's close in worship and George, you can, you can send us out. Come on, let's give God some praise today. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We bless you in Jesus' name.